Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm not ready. Oh, he's ready. Okay. He's lying. He told me, he's like, let's just let it rip, man. Let's let it rip. Well, this is sort of my new thing now. To give you a second to get ready to, to do your thing, let me read these sponsors, okay? This pod is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Stop by their showrooms in Omaha and Lincoln. And remember, you can always always schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right, free. You can, you can answer any questions you got. Go to PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Shouts out to Pella for my YouTube people. We got the Pella Yetis going. Love those people there. They're fantastic, okay? And this, pro, this pod is brought to you by Shoot360 Lincoln, world's most advanced basketball training facility. Coming to Lincoln mid-October. My brother and I are opening it together. As you can see, the shirt, Unlock Your Game, one of their taglines. It's right there on the YouTube. Uh, Shoot360 incorporates NBA, NBA level technology into the skill development process, but it's designed for all ages. 26 NBA facilities use this tech, including the Golden State Warriors. Bo, you know who Sean Livingston is. You Three-time NBA champ, came off the bench for the Warriors. There is a Golden State Warriors Shoot360. Sean Livingston called Shoot360, quote, basketball Disneyland which is like the most appropriate thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a basketball lover's paradise. They have uh, arm machines, automatic rebounding machines, those big nets that are around the hoop. I don't want to assume people know those things. And it, and it, Gets every shot and passes it back out to you. So you can get up a ton of shots in a short amount of time. You get 300 plus shots up in 30 minutes. And there's a camera right above the backboard that's tracking every single shot you take and giving you real-time feedback after every shot, not just on make and miss, but your arc, your depth entering the rim, your alignment, where the shot entered the rim, your stats from different spots on the court. It's incredible, man. Real-time objective feedback, tons of great reps. You will truly... Unlock your game. All right. Go to shoot three shoot 360.com backslash Lincoln and become a member today. Okay. You, the only thing you said to me before we got started is I got a Dion thought. Do I want to let you give the, do you want me to, do you no, want to you, go? You, I oh, like to let you roll. Okay. I like to let you roll. And then maybe we'll, if there's a time to squeeze to it interject. in or if you have something close to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll By the way, that. do you remember I used to, when I used to call girls when I was like in high school or, or seventh, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, before you would call them, I would, ha- I'd, I'd almost, I wouldn't write it out, but in my head, I was like, okay, I can talk like you, you always had to have like your three or four things that you were going to go to. Just calling and being like, I hey. I didn't know this. Hold on, hold on. You didn't do this? You wrote you I wrote didn't write out? it down, but in you my head, I was like. You didn't script, but you made. I mean, I kind of had. outline. Yeah, I, in my head, outlined. I was like, okay, we can talk about what happened today at Burger King. That's one. She thinks that's funny. Then we can talk about. Oh, wow. what, yeah, I would have yeah. those things because I, ne- I never I wanted never to get caught like, uh, like Ralph Wiggum when he walked Lisa Simpson home and said, so you like stuff? <laughs> You don't want to be like Ralph, okay? I choose you. I choose you. That's the episode. It's great, but no. So I would always. I'm this. See, so I was this like, is why I you was, were good. I was, you were advanced for your age, so you were going for the girls early. I was always too. I don't much, know about that. I was too much. Of a Fun wimp fact: my very years. first kiss, Bo Rude was like a three feet from it. Like you were like the right corner. there, staring at it. <laughs> so ridiculous. I was around the around the corner, just like, <laughs> and he's done peeping. It. 
peeping on it. Like I'm kissing it. I'm like, Bo Root is. I am so proud right now. You know how you feel like sometimes not it wasn't just you winning, but we were both. We winning. both won. We both we both had our first kiss that we night. We both won that. We both day. won that night. That, that's it. That is it. Oh God! How many people? Uh, how many people have had their best friend literally a couple feet well, from guess them? Guess what? Who saw my first kiss? That guy. Yeah. yeah. Tom Peeper. No. Yeah. I I I, remember, I was further year. away, but I remember I remember like seeing it. Yeah. We were seeing it. It was good. Right. We both, we both, we're, we're both winning. You know, when you win, did, I win. Did, when did I you win, win, you that win. Day two? Okay, all right. Won that day. Like Tom Brady said in his speech for his jersey retirement at Gillette Stadium, at, at the culture was we cared about two things: each other and winning. With me and you, that's about right. It's about me and you. Yeah. I cared about you. You cared about me and winning. And winning. <laughs> and by winning, it was getting your first kiss. Okay, there we go. Ridiculous. Sorry, people. Um, real quick, I wanted to start with this. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I I think it's interesting. I know we talked a, I think we talked a little bit about it on on the recap pod. But we been we were texting about it. And I just think it's an interesting topic. Do you especially because when you read all the articles after the game and listened to Big Noon kickoff, those guys, Gus and Joel, everybody was kind of I mean, people were kind of ripping Jeff Sims pretty good. Yeah. Chattel ripped him pretty good. Amy Just with the Lincoln Journal Star kind of ripped him pretty good. I've I, I've just do you find yourself like is it easier to criticize Jeff Sims because of NIL, because you see the Amigos commercials? I'm just I thought I thought you had an interesting point in our like group chat talking about you said these guys feel more like hired guns than yes. college athletes. I guess what what yeah, expand so, on that. So I always feel like when somebody's been recruited out of high school to your school, they go on visits. Yep. They you know they, they maybe they're from the state or they you know there's a there's a relationship that feels like it grow has grown mm -hmm. and um. And then usually, you know, they don't play necessarily right away. They have to wait. They practice and they're a backup and then they, they earn their way in the field. And there's some sort of relationship there that you go, that's one of our guys. And not that Jeff Sims is not our guy, but it's just different. It feels different. He's a, in the era of NIL, like you are a hired gun, you know, like it's, it's like the mercenaries back in the war days, like. You're fighting for England as a Prussian soldier, but you're not English, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just, it, it's sort of like there's something along those lines that you're never going to be viewed in the same light as somebody that has been, or, you know, if you're brought in and you spend years with us, that's different. But like you were brought in, given money, given the keys to the kingdom without ever quote unquote doing much to earn it you just showed up yeah and so i don't know it's there's less of a of a relationship there to me that where you know you know he's getting paid and he just sort of came in to be the the guy it's like you just don't feel quite as bad for him as maybe it's like oh that's our guy. adrian martinez martinez or, or remember that uh, that quarterback from from omaha that we recruited for four years and right. then finally he got here and he was the backup and now he you know like you have a real feeling about this guy that is different than maybe a guy that's transfers in and he's getting paid it's like and, uh, and it's, I, just, it's just different yes and, and i don't want to come off as like you know, i mean 
I'm not necessarily begrudging Jeff Sims for getting paid. I'm not necessarily anti NIL or in any way. So I don't, I'm not, I don't want it to come off like that, but it just, it's different when it feels like the conversation for a lot of these, whether it's a Casey Thompson, a Jeff Sims, when the conversation starts with, well, how much are you going to pay me? Which I, let's not kid ourselves. That's where a lot of these conversations start. It just feels you're already off on a weird path a little bit. Yeah. And it's just going to take, it's going to take some time for me to get used to certain players coming to Nebraska to, for the reasons that you just said, where it's like they're coming here mainly because of the paycheck and not because they love Nebraska football. They came on multiple visits. They fell in love with the the program and the yeah. city and the campus and all those kinds of things. Like even I was thinking about, I was just thinking about like, what is it about the Amigos commercials? Because that, that's kind of made it. It's made a lot of social media rounds and all that stuff. Like yeah. he's got Jeff Sims has got an nil deal with with Amigos, all those things. He's got like his combo meal and all that. It's just it's a weird feeling growing. It's a weird feeling for me growing up with Amigos. Like I remember I went to birth a birthday party when I was like five. Yeah. At like the top floor of Amigos on like fifty six and Old Cheney and Lincoln. Amigos is kind of it's been in the stadium for years. Like Amigos, Runza, Valentinos, these kinds of places are like ingrained a little bit in Nebraska culture, and it's just interesting for like Jeff Sims to show up and like not only is he the starting quarterback, but he's like endorsing and repping something that has been a part of yeah i don't know if i it's well, just so there's two parts that, that I, I here's where i'm gonna see both sides one it's like we kind of do need all of the nebraska companies to sponsor guys to so we can get them here for sure right so for we, sure we need that but what's hard about doing that and that's been a part of the intrigue of nil is like they haven't ever performed here so yeah. you're taking a risk always when you are paying a guy that you've never seen play for us, you know, like he's never played it down. Right. So you've never seen, I mean, you could look at his Georgia tech tape and more than like a kid out of high school, but, but like, no, you're right. You're it's, paying it's, guys and giving them the keys before they've ever like, you know, like in the old days, my only thought would be like, by the time you're on the field in the starter, you'd probably been like, you kind of had, you knew what you had almost. Yeah. It. Yeah. It, we it have is less of that now. Yeah, almost. it is. It is interesting. I mean, because, yeah, the whole thing that's unfortunate about NIL is that it's flipped. It's like, I think, you know, there's a reason now that there's a rookie wage scale and, you know, uh, you know, certain quarterbacks come in and they're not making more than. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you got to kind of earn that. Because well, before that, member it was like Sam Bradford was getting yes. like seventy million dollars. And you go, how is Sam Bradford and making Tom this? Brady's not yeah. make, Tom Brady was not making what Bradford right. was getting. You're right. Like, what is just, just the whole the whole notion of like earning something has, yeah. has 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 kind of flipped on its head with nil. And again, don't think like I'm all for these you know, Nebraska based companies to get involved. I mean, this is the reality of the world we live in now. Like, yeah. you have to get involved in this nil world. So it's not like I'm I'm like I love that Amigos has done this, but at the same time, it just it it adds to the to the the your sympathy it, for the player is less. Yeah, probably. and and just be, feeling yeah. like it just feels weird. It just feels different, and it, it I just, don't know. It it seems, feel, yeah, it's a little bit like it's a little cart before the horse, but you just don't know. There's no other way to do it at this point. It's right, kind of where we are, but I, I just think it is. Everybody's kind of like this. This feels weird. 
It just, well, but the thing that's weird about it to me is like, he's not the first one. You know, you knew O'Shawn Mathis was getting a bag. You yeah. knew Trey Palmer was getting a lot of money. You knew Casey Thompson was getting a lot of money. And, but for some reason, Jeff Sims has felt like the first one for me that it's a little, it's just felt different with him. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't even, it's, I'm willing to say it out loud. It, I can't really make heads or tails of it, but it just feels like he is one of the first, as we're still in the maiden voyage of this NIL world and getting used to it, he's one of the first Nebraska football players that because of the NIL and you know he's getting a lot of money, it just feels easier to criticize him. And I don't know why. Well, it's also because he's not a freshman. Because he has been in other places. And like he's, yeah, it, he's played other places, so he's he's a hired gun. He's He really is a hired gun. Yeah. Well, And, and I also was thinking about like there is an element of of rule outsider. Yes. Frost was an Inside, insider. Yeah. So it felt like when Frost chose somebody, it was like he's a, more. It was like yeah, your yeah. friend being like, "Trust me, Bill's cool. Bill, Bill, come here. Bill's you, my Bill, guy. Hey, dude, Bill's cool. Trust me, he's cool. Bill, hey, I want to introduce you to guys. Like you're gonna give yeah. Bill more of a shot than yeah. like somebody you don't know is like, "Hey, bring Bill over here." You're like, "Yeah, I don't know about Bill." Yeah, yet. I, I think that I was. So I'm just, thinking the same. I was thinking the same thing though. Like. It's rule is new and is an outsider bringing in his higher gun. And so it's just a lot. It of, just feels a it little feels bit more weird. like, and I don't even Jeff know what Sims I'm saying. Is here to me. Jeff Sims has always felt here. Or even yeah. Casey Thompson was a little bit closer. Yes. Like and I don't know stuff. if it's the frost factor or not, but it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to, to just throw things out and say that I'm not totally sure how, why I feel this way, but I'm just throwing it out. This is there. what we do. We throw it out here and we, Talk it out. We I don't know. I we, we arrived. It out. We drove and we officially are lost. So we're pulling into our parking lot and we got to get out the GPS. That's Let's it. move on to another topic. I heard Sip talk about this. Um, no, not the fajitas at Chili's, but Sip talked about kind of the notion of patience with rule right now. And his line was like, I don't feel a lot of patience out there. And so I ask you, Bo Rude, how would you? characterize take me into your heart into your mind into your thoughts into your feelings into your soul you want to go in i want to go in let me in okay. patience patience is a virtue yes. and i believe in it but how so how would you characterize and describe your the patience in your mind as it pertains to matt rule and the current nebraska football situation because so, i think that's a layered yeah. question so i i think we we have to remember that you have to almost like block out the last three weeks of our life because pre Dion pre these last two games, the right thing to do from all of our standpoint was like, give Matt rule, you know, a minimum of however many years, two, three years yeah. minimum of like, let him build a program. This is what we brought him in for. He builds programs, you know, steadies and incrementalist. He always says, right. Mm -hmm. And I think for me that go, that seems like, the right approach. And Matt Rule has seemingly been doing all the right things. So for me, when you say patience, I go, I can see that people are quickly running out of patience. Yes. But I would say, to me, still the right approach is patience. And it's give Matt Rule time to do this thing. And as long as he keeps doing things seemingly right, which 
you can kind of tell just by the way he messages the way he seems to be doing the right thing. I agree. If you see him doing the right things and the results aren't quite there yet, I would say patience is the right way to go. It's only if you see Matt Rule, what is he doing? Now? Like if he starts going off the rails from seeming to be on the right track, then it's like patience can change. But to me, if he's doing the right things, patience is a good thing. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think it's also interesting though, when I was listening to his, his press conference on Monday, he, he was talking about, you know, everything and just kind of was like, hey, listen, man, this is kind of what you get when you hire me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we we build it to, to last, all that stuff. What do you think that means? Like, does that mean the not going in the portal for a lot of, uh, the, see, I, I guess, because I was thinking about, it, I was like, you know, and he was sitting there like, this is what you get when you, when, when you hire me. And I was like, okay, I, I, I think I understand, but I also kind of just like, just for clarification, what do you mean by that? I don't know. I don't know what he means by that. I don't know if that's the right answer to anything right now. Cause you know, cause no one wants to hear like, Hey, this is what you're, you're going to start Owen too. That's what you get when you hire. Like, but and I know also, that's not what he, he means. He's not playing a bunch of freshmen. He's playing like some older guys. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't read into it too much. No, I, 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 I just think was he's, curious. I, I think he's probably you know, like you're talking about pro. I think he's trying to say he's trying to build something, you know, and it's going to yeah. take time. And that's probably the, his way of saying, I, I, I think, I, I think I know what he means, but I just would like, sometimes it's nice. Sometimes you think, you know, and you, you ask a follow-up question and find out like, Oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. I would love to be like, what do, what do you, what exactly do you mean by that? Hey, this is what you get when you, when you hire me, when it built it to last, like, I'd love to know specifically what he means by that. I think I think he means like development, recruit high school guys, bring guys, develop them for multiple years rather than bringing a bunch of guys and have them for a year that yeah. have to start the process all over. I think that's what he means, but I'm not totally sure. How, here's I, I've said this a million times, so I don't want to be you know redundant, but I did find it interesting how much I didn't have a tolerance for how the Minnesota game unfolded. I was I was I surprised myself. Sometimes you think you know how you feel, and then you get into a situation. You're like, "Wow, I didn't know that I would totally react to it like that." I was, I didn't have the appetite for the woulda, coulda, shoulda shit. I didn't have an appetite of like, "Well, if this play, this play, and this play," I didn't have an appetite for that. And that's not fair to rule. Um, but I think, as the more I thought about it, I, I just, I, I want to see Nebraska get to the point where they're not beating themselves, and if they lose, they lose. But I want to see. Nebraska get to where they're controlling the controllables. They're playing clean, good football. And if they lose, they could have played both those. They could have played that way and lost both games to start the yeah. season. But I would feel way better about it than this, this, than the other way. And I, and I get that maybe that stuff doesn't happen overnight, but I think that's where I'm at. That's where my patience is kind of, that element is where the patience is kind of wrapping around it of like yeah. where either I'm going to have a lot of patience or I don't think I'm going to have a lot of patience. The other thing I want to see is I also want to be able to see that it's coming. And by it, I mean like the good, the, the, the team that's, I want to see like, Ooh, yeah. I can see where this program's going. I can see that it's that in that, you know, in a, in a year or two, yeah. you, you know, and I, I, think I don't, that's right. I, I think, I think that's right. You know, and this, that's where we have to be a little bit patient, right? It's been yeah. two games. We got to like, we got to let this team on uh, what's so, you know, there's a multiple answers to that, but yeah. So I, I think patience got to let it happen. Um, it's kind of funny though. Like Scott Frost, his last six games of his first season, it seemed like it was coming. Yes. 
and maybe that's why he had we had more patience for him than than probably people would would care to remember but like he what so it was, he went oh and six and then we finished four and two four and two about beat ohio state and it seemed and, like and man. almost beat iowa at iowa yeah beat, they beat uh michigan state at home in the snow yep um beat minnesota beat minnesota like hung 50 plus on minnesota yeah. it you're right if there was a moment where you're like i think i can see it coming and even though i'm trying to pull it up god look at people are like are these guys seriously talking about frost again but uh even to start the 2019 season, they started four and two. So there was a stretch where of uh, what would that be? Uh, 12 games where Nebraska went eight, eight and four, eight and four and 12 games. The, so at the end of 2018 and yeah. the first games of 20, first four, six games of 2019, eight and four. And you're like, okay, I kind of, I think. And then, and then COVID, which those things are, maybe and stuff all plays in factor into everything, but yeah, that is why one of the reasons why it seemed like maybe like we always were like, well, no, it's coming. We just got to right. more time, more time, more time. So that's the tricky part about, about infinite patience. But like, cause I do think what you're saying is that you need to see it coming. I think you can't, we can't worry about what happens with frost. If we think we, we see gotta, it coming, I, you have to kind of let go it go blinders. No doubt. Um, But yeah, it does like, it's it's just a little bit trickier this program building in in this literally this new era which i feel like is just kind of post covid almost you know nil post covid yeah it's its own era of college football that i feel like patience is out but typical program building is done with patience over a few years yeah and and I do think some of the you know see it coming. A lot of that goes back to the quarterback spot. I think that's the other thing that's a little yes. bit concerning too. Is like okay. you know if, if you feel like you got a big time QB, you're like and you got him for a couple of years. You're like okay, here we you know I I I see this. Yeah, and I think that's what's hard is like okay, control. You said control the controllables. I I was like that is exactly what I want to see too. The one caveat I put in there though is. Jeff Sims. It was kind of like we kind of did, except for him. It it kind of feels like I can see it coming, except that spot has been so disruptive to the bad. Yeah. That it makes it really hard to see anything else. To to see anything else or even know what you're really what are we even looking at in offense? Yeah. I I don't I don't know. And, and so that's where it's like, and, I, and we, I hate just crushing Jeff Sims. Cause he, like I said, we've he, had two games. we got to let the kid yeah, for have sure. time to play. Right. But man, I, I, uh, yeah, it's the more and more I'm watching all these games, the more and more I feel like that quarterback position cross college football is moving to the pro model where if you don't got the guy, don't even try like, or Shouldn't no, say shouldn't say don't jump. no, I know it, what you're saying, though. Your chances of being successful and winning championships are so slim. Like, you have to be perfect if you don't have a guy at quarterback. Right. You have to play perfect football all the time. I yeah. think that's really hard to do. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, like these, like these Iowa teams that win a lot of games, it's like they have to play perfect football. Even Wisconsin over the Wisconsin, years. Wisconsin, they play perfect, and they can't win the big one, though, right? So. Yep. If you don't got a guy, you have to be perfect. So it's like you got to get a guy. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a little wiggle room of like, okay, we can be bad in a couple spots, but that guy cleans it up because he's so good. 
that, that that's the thing I was thinking about too. And again, we're 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 getting way ahead of ourselves. It's been two freaking games. We got to let Jeff Sims do you know? Yeah, give him show a us a little more. I'm, uh, but I also you know you the the two we also can't the two games happened and like you know the turnovers and all that stuff. We can't. We I think we can say hey we gotta we can't just write the book on Sims, but like a, the first couple chapters of the book like happened and there we saw them. But I've always felt like this. You know, the vast majority of failed coaching tenures typically, not always, but typically have one thing in common, and it's they never got the quarterback right. Even you could debate Martinez. Like, that's one of the most fascinating debates about Adrian Martinez is, like, did what doomed Nebraska – or Taylor, Doom Taylor Frost. Martinez? No, Adrian, oh, Adrian. Martinez. Okay, I thought you were going back to Bo. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, you could even go back to him too, but like, but I just, so that's the thing too, is like, man, Sims, I think on paper is supposed to be the guy for two years. Yeah. And now two games in, you go, uh-oh. I mean, people are already wanting him to to get benched. And then you look at like Bell West and, and Kalen isn't necessarily like lighting the world on fire. And you're like, okay, it's, but are you really like, not you you depend on a true freshman to come in in year two so that's the other thing that gets a little uncomfortable right now with your patience of like wanting to see it coming it's like boy that that quarterback spot you're like where is that position at right now uh yeah that that's what's tricky is it's i think it's being it's clear how important it is and how important it's going to be to be a like a, a real team to really compete and we have been unable to get to find that guy since Zach Taylor, Joe Gans, mm-hmm. and those guys were not big time recruits at all. You no. know, like those guys sort of like were, I almost think we got lucky that we just, they turned out to be like just crafty, good players. But then like Taylor Martinez was uh, maybe the worst thing to ever happen to Bo Pelini was like that game against Kansas state and Washington where oh he my just God. like, he just lit he the, just his, his feet had flames from them for, yes. for four quarters. And you almost go look how good we were and we never really found that again from him right it was like two games was just like yeah, the la- it up. yeah i'm trying to think the last time nebraska just had a stretch of like whoa quarterback play was i mean do you have to go back to the first handful of games of taylor martinez in 2010 even though in 2012 he won he might have been the big 10 you see the first team all big 10 or might have been the big 10 offensive player of the year but, was he really? Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, his stats were always like crazy. He was just like he was really good. Remember, he played that one game against Oklahoma State where he like he like was yeah. a great thrower. Forty-one against- of fifty-one yeah. for like f- almost four hundred yards and outdueled Brandon Whedon and Justin Blackman. Yeah, and I, you're think, like, okay. I think we we have to put him in another category. Like he, he, he's he's a, an enigma in the sense that he was like so good and so bad. Yeah, like he was so good sometimes. Like those games where he where his legs were amazing. Or the run he had against Wisconsin, where he ran that. Like, yeah. It was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. Yes. And so, like he, he's not a bad quarterback, obviously, and he was good enough to maybe be like Big his ten player of the year. And his, all, his, but like at the same time, you're like, oh man, like you just didn't know what you were gonna get. He was a high, high ceiling and a low, low floor. Like his yeah. good was like holy crap, but his bad was also like holy crap this yeah. is like and as soon as he kind of got an ankle rolled and he was yeah lost his much, pop kind of went yeah you know so but, he's a bit of an enigma but i guess you could say 
you could you probably have to go with him where you go I don't know. I mean, even him, but like I said, it's a trust thing with me. Like, I don't know where my trust was with him. No, it was, it wasn't there really with, for, for me, but I think it's just an interesting thought that like, you know, it's been a while since you felt like Nebraska had a stretch of like big time quarterback play big time. I mean, I thought Tommy was tough. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy won games, stretch, but I'm talking about a guy who's like, we will win because of this right, guy. You right. know, I felt like, you know, we had it and we had a, you know, we had Frazier, we had crouch, we got totally spoiled. Right. <sighs> I know, I know. I the, the the other thing I wanted to ask you about. A lot of people have brought up, you know, Anthony Grant versus Jeff Sims in terms of the punishments or lack thereof. Uh, that's silly. Like that's silly. Yeah, I, I'm curious where you how, where you come out on that quarterback. Like they're all like you go to hold Jeff Sims. Like no, he's the quarterback. Like if you have another quarterback better, like you will play him. Like it's simple as that. It has nothing to do with needing to be like well. You know, everybody has to be treated equally. No, you treat them how they need to be treated right. within the realm of your team. And it, it, you know, if we didn't have another running back that could even play, Anthony Grant would still be in the game. Well, we've got Gabe Urban and Ramir. That's the only reason Grant's out. Well, that, that's I think a couple of things. I think you're you're spot on. I think I think it's when people bring that up, I get I get the spirit of what they're saying, but a couple of things like Grant isn't the number one running back. Jeff Sims is so like, it's easier to sit a guy that isn't the number one guy, exactly. you know, um, like you've said at the quarterback position, um, th there is an element of the quarterback position in terms of pulling them is a, that's a big decision. You know, it's got a lot of big influence on the team, yeah. but I, you know, I also, it took a, it took one of a, a, a very loyal listener. It, he listens to Chicken Nick. He listens to our pod. Brian Adams is a is is one of the more loyal listeners, and he he tweeted at me, and he and he tweeted at me and said, "Can you have Mazursky come talk to Jeff Sims the same way he talked to you that one game where you were having fumbles?" And it and it got me thinking. So for people that don't know, I mean, I, like it was our the snowy Papillion game. Papillion game yep. Our we were sophomores uh, in high school. It was a uh, quarterfinals of state, I think. Yes. And yep. I it was really snowy, really cold. I fumbled like three or four snaps in the first half. I go into the locker room. I am rattled. And Coach Mazursky, Chuck Mazursky, legendary high school coach at Lincoln Southeast, pulls me to the side. And I was anticipating him to like, hey, man, it's going to be okay. We, I still believe in you. Yeah, Everybody yeah. believes in you. It's <laughs> no. okay. I was, I was bracing myself with that. And I wanted that. And instead, he pulls me over, and it was like the second we got like away from from everybody, he got. I mean, we basically were nose to nose. Yeah, he got a, not an inch. I'm talking a centimeter from my face, and said, "If you fumble one more fucking snap, you'll never play another down for me at Lincoln Southeast." <laughs> you got me, and I was like, "Yes, sir." And you know what? It was exactly. It was what you exactly to what I needed to hear. I didn't need to get coddled and, no. and all this stuff. So I do to play devil's advocate of everything we're saying. I do also sometimes think we are too soft on people, and I do sometimes like when I think of the coaches I played for: Bill Self, Dana Altman, Chuck Mazursky. Those kinds of like one of the through lines between those people is they're very cutthroat. They're very stern. They're very like willing to. They don't really care about your feelings. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I don't even know if it's about feelings more than it is like he sort of tied his 
his like all his you know what's what's rule the, yeah like, all, yeah hitched his wagon to him or his yeah. wagon to jeff sims i mean there, there's no I mean, nothing against Harburg. No, or, yes, or Birdie, that's another thing like, I was going to say. We don't, don't know what's think behind that's, it. It's been even close between the backups and the starter. Like it's it's so far off that I don't think he can even consider it. Agree. Right. That, I, that's I think the that's difference. the only conclusion I can have, and I think that's the yeah. only thing that makes it hard to go bench him. It's like, well, I don't know what Harburg looks like. I saw what Chuba looked like last year. Yeah, I'd rather take my chances with seeing what else Jeff Sims has in him at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, rules also got to be like. You know, he's got to weigh that, like, you know, with what gives us the best chance to win. So, like, he can't do something that's going to give you a worse chance to win. Right. right. It was sort of like the the Cam Jurgens snapping thing. Like, they had a better chance to win with a bad snapping Jurgens than they did Didn't with pull him. Right. And that was hard to stomach because you just were like, that doesn't feel right. And, and it's always hard, too, of like, where do you draw the line on being stern and cutthroat and you you don't do it right, you're coming out versus letting somebody play through mistakes? Because that's also a part of coaching, too, is you have to allow, if someone's looking over their shoulder all the time and know if they mess up one time, they're out, that's yeah. hard to function. But I also think when I think of, whether some of the best cultures I've been around, whether it's Bill Self at Kansas basketball, Dane Altman at Creighton basketball, Chuck Mazursky and Lincoln set. Like there was a feeling of like, you better do your job or somebody else, somebody yeah. else going to do your, is going to come in and that's, that's where your, you need to build depth though. So, right. The, so I don't know. Here's the thing is like, just got me a guy thinking. that can't the, the, like, not to say you can be on a team that like, you can't make a mistake. You can't like, and I think you're right about the playthrough, but you need to build depth to where, you can make one mistake, but you keep making that mistake. You will not play. Right. It's the repeated mistakes. Like he had multiple fumbles. He's had multiple bad picks. That is where in a, a team that has depth, Nick, he's out. Yeah. If he's at Ohio state, Nick, I don't think he gets through the Minnesota game. Right. He throws those first couple bad picks. I think he's out, but that's the difference. Like we are not, Ohio State, and that's we what, don't have three, you know, five-star quarterbacks right. sitting there that are just like, put me in, coach. You know, right. we don't have that situation. So that is a that's as much as a just a, it's a factor of what we are depth-wise more than it is like what rules. Exactly, I, mean, he just I think that's just what do what he it, has to do. That's what makes it hard. Sure, in a perfect world, I'm sure rule would say, yeah, I'd love to have a number two guy that I felt like was right there and I could just make a change. But that I think that's what makes it so hard because one of the next topics I wrote down was like, hey, what would you do with Jeff Sims? You know, because rule said in the Monday press conference, quote, Jeff's our starting quarterback. If this injury hadn't happened, he'd still be out there. That being said, we can't keep turning the ball over. But I read into that like, as long as Sims is like healthy, he's still the guy. Now we'll see what ends up happening as the week progresses. So he, did he not practice today? I don't know if he practiced today. Okay, because I've I didn't been busy really, doing a bunch I read of other that stuff. And I was like, does that mean he's not going to be playing? I know he didn't or? practice on Sunday. Yeah. So I don't know, but I think that's what makes this. People want to make this situation very black and white. Of like, he messed up. You take him out into story. It's like, well you do have to take into consideration who's behind him, how, how big of a gap there is. I mean, do you want to do what gives you the best chance to win? Or do you want to send a message to Jeff Sims and the team? Cause those two things might not be. Yeah. I mean, if Sims aligned has this, the ceiling that, that you just know you can tap into and you got to do whatever you got to do to send the message to him. 
then yeah, maybe bench him so that he could come back and be better or whatever. Right. But like at the same time, if you go, man, I just, uh, you find out, you think this is just what we got and he's the best we got. Then you just got to play him. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, I wish I could give, I mean, I do think there's a perfect, the injury could provide a way to kind of protect Sims. Like, Hey, you didn't get bitched. You're hurt to give Harburg a chance there, there, there's an opportunity be, for it that. It might be good just to like to give him some live reps. Because well, that, that's what I mean. You remember back in a what was it in 2000 when with the Bobby Newcomb, Eric Crouch, yeah, and Coach Osborne like planned on like the third series, Bobby Newcomb was going to come in the game against Central Florida, and like so you could it it might not be the worst idea in the world to like throw Harburg in there a little bit, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I wish I had a stronger. It's just so hard to answer the question of like, do you bench Sims? What do you do with Sims? It's so hard because you just don't know what the gap is between him and Harburg. Sims has played a lot of football. Harburg's played none. None. Harburg has not come out of fall camp as like the guy who, oh man, he really protects the ball. It's It has not been that at all. I mean, right. he, his reputation is very athletic, cannon arm still learning how to see the field like doesn't you know it's like it's all new to him yeah he's a young pup still like he it's 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 hard to be confident that that's the right decision until you until but see at some point he needs to get some reps in to right. see what he is but i would tell you jeff sims has at least played a lot of football right so in the end it's like you sometimes you look like has he but he has you know he's at least played real football yeah yes uh all right, coming up next, marriage advice that I would give Marcus Satterfield? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But first, got to tell you more about Pella Windows and Doors. Again, they're putting a, a new front door and a new little bay window uh, in, on, on our home. Going through the whole process with them has been fantastic. Going to the showroom in Omaha was great. It really helps to be able to like see and feel the window and the door uh, more so than necessarily just looking at something on a on a screen or in a magazine. They have showrooms in Omaha and Lincoln, and you that you can schedule a free in-home consultation. It is free. A Pella expert can come out, take a look at your wants and needs, and get together uh, a game plan that will work for you budget-wise and, and what you want out of this. Everybody at Pella is fantastic. Shouts out to Vince and the crew. Go to PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And go to Shoot360Lincoln.com. If you want to be a member, spots are filling up. Click the I'm Interested form, okay? Click the I'm Interested form. Boys, girls, uh, skill levels of all ages, everybody can can be a member at Shoot360. And uh, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I cannot wait to... Uh, the, I, I love the city of Lincoln. I love the community. I can't wait to, I'm so excited for what this could provide young kids in Lincoln. So go to shoot360.com backslash Lincoln. Okay, Bo. So one of the things that when I watch this offense right now, clearly it is not scoring points and it is not making a lot of explosive plays. And clearly Jeff Sims is struggling. But I think one of the things that, and you you looked up Jeff Sims highlights from Georgia Tech. And we were talking afterwards, like you, you said, man, Sims kind of looks comfortable here with Georgia Tech. He doesn't look like that at Nebraska right now. And I agree, like Sims just doesn't look 
comfortable out there. And I don't know if it's they're, they're trying to do a lot of different things. They're getting under center. They're getting out of the shotgun. There's a lot of motions. There's a lot of different things going on. They're running option. They're running, you know, RPOs. They're, they're you know, they're doing a lot of different things. Yeah. And so, you know, the old marriage saying of happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I have developed a football saying it's comfy QB. You score in TDs. <laughs> That's pretty stupid. <laughs> but my point is, they gotta find a way. And this is also what is my hesitancy to. You don't like you comfy, spend all day thinking of that. I thought about comfy QB. <laughs> the points you will see, something like that. Because it happy QB, happy team, or something. Like no, but that? It's, I wanted to. So you have wife and life rhyme. I wanted QB and TD. A comfy QB, he score a TD. <laughs> so, no? I'll give it to you. I'll give it. I always give it to anybody who tries something. If you go <laughs> for, it, for it, if baby. you go for it, I go, great. I will so, say worst at worst marriage advice, real quick. You know what advice I hate is at the wedding? No, no, just like at marriage advice. Someone would give yeah. this to you at a wedding, like maybe like a maid of honor speech would like end up be like, never go to bed angry. I hate that advice. I, Nick Ba here for going to bed angry sometimes, because guess what? Oftentimes you wake up the next day and you are not, you're like, ah, oh, that was stupid. I mean, that wasn't a big deal. Hmm. Oh, wow. You're a never go to bed angry guy. I think I'm coming around to your, to your, I just like, your, here's why, here's why I, I am a, I would be a never go to bed angry person. And I'd be like, <laughs> let's discuss rationally what just happened. But sometimes people aren't rational, <laughs> and they just Courtney, need, Courtney, they just need time. To, Courtney, Bodus called you not rational. I, I, didn't say I, it. I said other people. I said joking. other people. I'm joking. But really, I think some people just like they need time. Yes. Time to just. Yeah. There's that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Some people just need time to just like. Sleeping but but on I just it, think in general, sleeping on it is like. Uh, oh yeah, it's not important. Like for me, I'd be like, let's figure out right now that it's not important. I just think but in that's not general. Can do in it. general. I mean, like 90% of arguments, like, do they, I mean, are they really worth, like, what does it, no. did it really matter? Whatever you were arguing about? It probably did. Of course not, Nick, but that's what being rational is about. <laughs> so Nick Ball here for going to bed angry. Just go to bed angry. You'll wake up, drink some coffee, and you're going to be fine. Okay. That's that. There you go. I think that's, that's great advice. You like yeah. that? Okay. So happy wife, happy life. Comfy QB. You scored a TD. I don't know why I deliver it. Like it's a housewife that doesn't know anything about football, but I guess my point is, one of the I don't think Sims appears comfortable, and I still don't yeah. feel like they're necessarily running things that suit him great. Do you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he likes to do. I don't know. Um, I just want to see more design runs. I want to see more of a if focal he's running, point. He's fine. It's just he. I just don't know. Is he good at option? I don't really want to see him run an option until he, I, he, he can prove to me he's good at ball handling. Because the, option, the option is ball handling. Right. It's decision-making. Two things he hasn't shown me can do. So, I mean, I, I, I've said, I just like simplicity. Like, simple, like those boots and things where he's like, boom. And it's like, it, to me, it's an easier Easy decision. Reads. Like, when he's having to see the whole field, I just don't know he's seen it right now. And his command... 
he doesn't have the command. Like he doesn't feel like he owns it right now. Like no. he owns what everybody's doing, the timing of it, the whole like the whole picture. It feels like he's not there yet at, at all. He just does not look like contrastly and, and some of it just come back to come could come back to just raw ability but like Shador Sanders looks super calm and comfortable out there yeah and Jeff Sims just just doesn't and I think Marcus Satterfield and some of the play calling can help him with that uh I also thought Rule made an interesting point in his press conference talking about how he does think practicing every day against Tony White in the 335 has actually hurt him that it's it's not it, like it's gotten him out of a rhythm because as we've seen the 335 has given people problems like i mean there's a reason they had eight sacks they lead the nation in sacks right now yeah like so it's hard if every day you're also not comfortable because you're looking at a 335 and you're not sure where it's coming you know blitzes but are coming shouldn't, from shouldn't the game be easier then I'm just saying that you're you would think, but I'm also think about just like if you're also struggling Monday through Friday, oh, okay, you know throughout camp, it's hard to feel like man, I'm I'm really you know, in a good place like, here. That's but that's what practice is for. Like you're supposed to like get good against those guys. You get to go against them every day. Like you should be good I against agree. them. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think he, I don't know. I, I'm I'm I just but do you I agree? Know. I just don't think he looks comfortable, and I just I, I'm and I wish. I just was surprised at the lack of designed runs we saw early in the game against Colorado. They called him against Minnesota. I feel like we were running against. I feel that. like they almost ran him more they designed runs against Minnesota, and I just don't. I don't really understand that. So I'd like to see. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Uh, but he just. I. I just want to see what it looks like if things. If he ever gets comfortable, and I just maybe that's maybe this What's, is all a part of it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's early. It may take time, but uh, last thing before we get into kind of the Northern Illinois and, and different stuff, uh, prediction and, and preview and all that. There's also been a lot of talk over the over the last couple of days, and we talked a ton about it um, in, in the in the recap pod of the whole Casey Thompson versus Jeff Sims thing of like, how could you have let Casey Thompson go? What the hell? I still am in that camp. I still think it's crazy that they let Casey Thompson leave. Hell, at this point, it's like you'd rather. I mean, they let Logan Smothers leave, like kind of, you know, Smothers might be okay at this point, but to defend rule real quick on that, if I had to defend rule for, for how that went down in the, in after spring ball of, of Casey leaving, let's never Casey Thompson was hurt. Didn't take a single rep in the entire spring. Yep. Casey Thompson has a history of injuries. He's been injury prone his whole career. Casey Thompson wasn't recruited by this staff. That matters. I also think it was clear that Marcus Satterfield and Matt Rule, at least in the short term, they they wanted an, a running quarterback. Yep. And I also think, right or wrong, I think they saw maybe some value in turning the page completely at that quarterback spot and getting their guy in there. And we see that all the time. People come in to whether it's an athletic director, a business owner, or whatever, and they want they want to put their stamp on it. They want to put their guys in place. And there's no more important spot to do that than the quarterback. So I think when you put it all like that, 
you go, okay, I can I can wrap my mind around. I still disagree with it, but I just I thought it's it's amazing. Even Chattel has been kind of writing about it too. Um, I still disagree with it, but I can understand. Like I think Rule could have sat, could come in here and explain his rationale, and I'd be like, I get it, I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit like uh, you know, bringing your own coaches versus yeah. you know, I I get that, but you know. You're coaching a lot of guys that are left over here too. And in the end, it's, it's about like evaluation to me, like watch some tape of him, watch some tape of him, who you like better. And I think they probably said, look out. I think it's look at Jeff Sims. And I think it's this coach that we know signs off on. I think that's to me, that's all it came down to. I think that's how I see people working is they trust the people that, that they know and trust. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to lean on that versus, you know, if it's not super clear that Casey's that much better, maybe, maybe it wasn't like, maybe you put on their film. You're like, Oh, Jeff did some good things. Yeah. I mean, Casey didn't win a ton of games. No, that's his downfall was like, he was here and we won four games. Right. I think what's hard about that though, is that if you actually watch the games, I, I'm. I can't think of a. Were there any losses last year where you walked away going? That's Casey's. That, that was our Casey today. Less. It, that's what. That's why when I say evaluation matters, is like my personal evaluation was like, I, I haven't watched Sims enough to, mm-hmm. to. But my evaluation was, I know Casey Thompson's a guy I would trust, and so to me, Sims would have to really over, be like over and a beyond good to be like. A, a sure thing, a sure thing over Casey. Yeah. Which that's the part I go, I don't know. It's evaluation. Yeah. A couple of stats I want to throw at you where Nebraska's at here. Nebraska leads the nation in sacks, leads mm-hmm. the nation. Yeah. That's a, that's one of those stats. I just, I wouldn't get too interesting with right now. Cause I, I remember I'd, you, you, you kind of were ho hum on the pass rush. And I'm like, I mean, they're getting to people because they're getting these, like they're getting coverage sacks. Okay. Does that make sense? Like their sacks to me are and scheme sacks, scheme sacks, scheme sacks, sacks and covered sacks. Has that been... will be limited as the year goes on. I I want to see somebody win on a pass rush. Right. The only like guy one-on-one. polar bear won at Minnesota up the gut late, kind of just bull rushed a guy. Yeah. Um, Reimer won by blo- by the sit your ass down to the to the running back who tried to take him on the first play of the third quarter against Colorado. Other than that, you're right. It's a lot of rally Van Poppel. It was like a you know a, a scheme got him down, or it's great coverage. And it's like six seconds later, it's a sack. Like I'm talking like okay, one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. We're swarming hyenas. Give it to you. Give it. I'll like, give it. I'll give that. I'll sometimes give you that. that happens to us when our quarterbacks drop back. And it's like one one thousand, two one thousand, and I'm down. It's just like a defensive end just whips our guys so bad. I'll give you that. I'm not seeing, okay. This is interesting. I I, I want to see that out of our defensive linemen where we can win with a four man rush. Just like we're just better than you type of stuff. And right. we haven't done that in a long time. Okay. I'll give you that. I, I, I think Nelson, Nelson did it once or twice last year, like those kind of sacks, you know, and, and uh, we just haven't seen a lot of them for the last handful of years. Yeah. And to me, until we can do that, our defense is always going to, be limited okay this is interesting because so okay i i valid 
I mean, it's still, it's obviously I, you're, you're, like, you're happy about it, but yeah, like, it's I'm uh, happy about it. But just to me, I, I think the numbers are not indicative of like reality. Okay. It's like, Hey, it all worked out in the first two games. We got a lot of sacks, right? But like, they're not, that's not the, how you get sacks all season. Got it. Love it. Uh, Nebraska leads the nation in turnovers. Not surprising. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's rush defense, eighth in the country. That's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Nebraska, 126 in the country in scoring offense. Yikes. Is that bad? That is bad. Only, when I checked real quick before we turn on the mics, only six teams in all of college football have scored fewer points than Nebraska has. Not good. Pretty bad. Opponents are eight for eight scoring in the red zone against Nebraska's defense. Four touchdowns, four field goals. Eight for eight. In the red zone. Mm. Uh, Nebraska's defense, 120th in third down defense. They need to get better on third down. Yeah, that's been their their weak spot for them. And you would think that's where a lot of sacks would happen. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? It's, that's it's, why it's, I've been kind of like, uh, they're they're a little tricky with, they say, yeah, they've given up a lot of third downs, but they've been, they've done a good job tackling though, I think. Yeah. That's no, I think the they've one been thing. an excellent tackling they've team. They've tackled well. But they've just had a hard time, especially that third quarter or the first half of the Minnesota game, they struggled on third down a lot, but that needs to get better. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska's offense, 86th in the country in third down offense. They're they're completing 38% of their third downs. That the By the way, the so Nebraska... So you're saying our situational football, which I've been uh, harping on for years, third downs... Third downs, turnovers, red zone. Red zone. Turnovers. <laughs> Seriously. Like those three things. We haven't really had two-minute drills, but we, we had one, and Jeff Sims ran out of bounds, and then we gave up. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to throw a few stats at you, and then I'll ask you this, and we'll get into the uh, Northern Illinois preview. What is What has surprised you, if you have to pick one thing, two things, two games into the Matt Rule era, we sit, we think, we think, we wonder, we wonder, we read, we try to predict what it's going to look like. Well, we've watched two games. What so far was anything, what surprised you? Has anything surprised you? Uh, I think that the things that stand out the most to me that are, is the three, three, five and our defense looks pleasantly solid mm-hmm. and that our quarterback play could be this distinguishingly bad yeah and this effective like it's it's like opened my eyes to the world of quarterback more than any other quarterback we've ever had i know it's hard to say that because we've had some not good quarterback play but i never have felt like this with our starter before you know what i'm saying like adrian i didn't feel like this with adrian no i didn't feel like this with uh with tommy with even with there Taylor were moments Martinez. maybe with like Zach Lee you felt like ooh but man. he was at least I was like that guy's gonna manage the game and right. not he was gonna try to do less mm-hmm. and Sims Sims is unique in this I'm like because the egregious mistakes he's made I I just am like whoa whoa it's 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 I'm like takes my breath away some of the mistakes right. like I almost uh, couldn't believe the mistakes oh some of the I mean it's like again we said like. The picks are the, terrible. Picks. Well, and the fumble, they had four fumbles, and then none of them were forced. Yeah. None of them. It's amazing to me. It's like, I mean, his first pick against you know Minnesota, where he or that was it the yeah, it was the first one that he threw at the goal line where we were going in to score. So against Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Uh or was that the second? I might have been the second. second one. But I mean, that one was one that I went, 
you're like, wow, unbelievable, really unbelievable. Well, and then just and then dropping shotgun snaps. It's hard to even like, what do you even it's, say to that? It's been such a bad first two games, but, but he's ran it actually pretty good. Like he's actually ran the ball well. That's why I don't understand why they don't just run him. He needs to become just a running back. That, that's kind of what honestly, that's kind of where I'm at with it. He needs they need to do quarterback ISOs. You know, fifteen to twenty a game. Like, just he's doing some sort of like zone package. Yes, I don't really want him run an option yet. I don't. I don't trust him. It. But just you know, like let's just let's yes. Just, until he can, until he sees the field, he's running the ball. But that's what I think. I just <laughs> like just run the hell out of that guy, and then set up simple passes, and then maybe if you want to take some shots down the field, like do that off of a play action and see if you want to see if you you know whatever uh i would say you you hit on a bunch of i i wrote down that the quarterback play could be that poor that has been surprising the the rush defense like to the good eighth in the country pretty good i was one of the concerns of like three three five stopping the run like this has been this has been good yeah i've been surprised at the overall sloppiness and and a lot of this is even just beyond like the turnovers, but just procedure issues, false starts, having to call timeouts because you're going to get a delay a game. Like a part of huddling up is to avoid, like you get a chance to slow down, huddle up, take a breath, go out there. Huddling nude all these li- I don't, but you know, you would think huddling's almost it's, it's like weird. It's like kids. it's like somehow you would think huddling up would slow people down and you'd get make fewer mistakes. I think it's made more mistakes for them, but do you understand? Yeah. Like you would think yeah. huddle up, slow down, gather yourself, call the play, think about it, line up, get in your spot, run the play rather than, you know, the breakneck speed of up tempo, go, go, go. And, and yeah. all those kinds of things. I've been, I've been surprised at the, at the sloppiness of it. I agree. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a little surprised to it at, uh, the the physicality and I think the guy the tackling the physicality I think's been really good that's been that's been fun to see like yeah, and the offensive line has not been um, they've been awful they have yeah. not been bad no they, I'm still a little bit wait and see with them yeah with Teddy Pinoas when he I know Teddy Pinoas down he's get out there and do his thing but I've been a little disappointed I mean we've had some bad penalties on I mean like Piper and Cochran I still those two I'm waiting for those two to be the guys I yeah. want them to be um because i i don't think we can be a good line till they start playing like that. agree so okay you ready to get into the northern illinois game real quick let's do it so northern illinois coming to town night game uh the home opener first game of the matt rule era we'll see what the uh the atmosphere is like about it'll be electric on saturday mm-hmm. night Northern Illinois one and one. They beat Boston College on the road in overtime, and then they followed that up by losing to Southern Illinois fourteen to eleven uh, at home. So they're one and one on the year. The thing about Northern Illinois is like when I think of Northern Illinois, they've been like perennially a pretty good Group of Five football program. Yeah, they, I mean they, the fact they beat Boston College, we better have our freaking. Oh, you ain't lying. We better I, be ready. It's well, that's and, I, and the more I'm going to get into some different stuff that'll go. Oh man. Well, just just real quick though, I've been like last twenty seasons, Northern Illinois has more ten plus win seasons than Nebraska does over the last twenty years. Over the last twenty years, Northern Illinois has won seven or more games, uh, fourteen of those seasons. So like 
They won nine games two years ago. So they, I'm looking at their their uh, their history. They, it looks like they played Georgia Tech in 2021, and they beat them. Was that Jeff Sims' Ooh. team? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. Passing. Uh, no, it doesn't look like. No Sims. But Rocky day. Lombardi was. But ro- that's the other thing. Well, but the other thing. I mean, it, it, we know about it. But like uh, Northern Illinois beat Mike Riley's team in year two. At, in Lincoln, yeah, uh, they have struggled the last few years. They were three and nine last year. They went over in the COVID year, so they've they've somewhat struggled recently. But perennial, like generally speaking, over the course of the last two decades, Northern Illinois has had a good winning football program. Yeah, you bring up Rocky Lombardi. There are three concerns that that'll make you go, "Oh boy, this could." You better buckle up. The first one is the fact that you, Rocky Lombardi. At quarterback, he's not necessarily a great player, but this is his sixth year of college football. He had three years at Michigan State. This is his third year at Northern Illinois. He only played four games last year because he hurt his hand, but he's an experienced quarterback who's played at Nebraska. He was was the quarterback back in, I think, 2018 when Michigan State came to, to Lincoln. So he's... And he's played Big Ten. He's, he's played, played in the Big Ten. He's played Ohio State. He's not gonna. So you're not gonna get one of those group of five quarterbacks that are gonna walk in there and piss themselves at ninety thousand people. No. He's a six year dude that's played in the Big Ten. He's played at Nebraska. That matters. Yep. The other the other two concerns. They returned three starters on their defensive line, two of which were all conference players last year. Great. And. Even Matt Rule brought it up and said, you watch their D-line play, look out. So so this is something I'm, I, I maybe we need to touch on is like, since the Mike Riley era, especially the Frost era, our scheduling oh. brutal. is not, like part of program building is you got to find a way. And the one thing that maybe we just have, the, I think it's out of our control to a degree. It's like, we can't catch a break with scheduling. Like in some of it's like, yeah, we want to play Oklahoma and Colorado and these like better teams. Yeah. And even though Colorado, Colorado had been down for the three years we played them, but right. um, like we used to be able to play like bad team, bad team, bad team. Now let's start playing good teams in the old days. You just like got to warm up. Well, yeah. And now we seemingly are always playing a Big Ten rival to start out. And then, like, you know, like the second game of the year is a non a, a group a of five team that's like it's group, a group of five sneaky that's good. good. And then it's like this, you know, the Southern the Georgia Southerns of the world. It's like they're kind of a tough, you know, it's like right? we're not doing ourselves any. So it's like the fourth game of the year. We get like the scrub team. Like we should do the scrub. We should get back to where we get our scrub warm up games and be like, okay, get a win or two, build some confidence, get out the kinks, get your terrible fumbles out against. Because them. maybe you could have played. You, Jeff Sims could have dropped a couple of snaps and against Louisiana Tech, and you play through it and you win. Yeah, and and a lot of this stuff could could become off like it. We're making excuses, but like look at just uh, just because I knew that they would look at Michigan, Michigan, their first three games of the year this year: East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green. That's what I'm saying, though. But they, they like we, last year. We never get to do that. Last year, last year. Here's the first three games: Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut, 
every year. Like that's what I'm saying. Why do they get that? Like who who's building that in for them? Well, that that's the thing that I always have hated about uh about the way football schedules is a lot of these games get set ten like yeah. the Oklahoma game was scheduled. 10 plus years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like that. I like how college basketball, you kind of like make your schedule each year and you kind of know like, yeah. man, I don't know about our team. It's hard. Like I, last year, Greg I, I, McDermott knew he had a squad. So he's like, fuck it. Let's go play some teams. You know yeah. what I mean? But if the, the years that they don't, they're like, uh, we need a uh, roast beef state to come in and we'll pay you 200 grand and the, kick your ass. So I only, like, yeah, I only say this now after losing, losing, losing. We're like, I, I agree. I'm a I competitive agree. guy. When I was playing, I wanted to play USC. Yeah, I, oh, as, a I player, as a player, I, I hated the when Pine Bluff came to town, I, and you're like, yeah, "This, come I, on." I'm only saying this as a person who's like, I realistically want Nebraska to fix the program, and I feel like we just need to win some and I build agree. some confidence, and momentum, and we've had the maybe the worst like starting you know starts to these seasons and then like never a chance to build some momentum and so it's very it's almost sad that i have to speak like this but we need to almost manufacture some of that yeah and, and now but the thing is interesting is with the with conference expansion and, and the big 10 going it's to only gonna it's only going to get harder but you're right even like riley hey riley play byu like byu is one of those teams like yeah it's a better that's a that's not that's, an easy that's game your opener and yeah, we lose in a hail mary and it's you know all I, downhill right so uh it, yeah that's where this again i don't want to make northern illinois out to be like a world beater them again they were three and nine last year but again Nick, generally speaking all i know is i after georgia southern last year like i mean Nick, or troy we were, or, we were in a game like we've lost to troy we lost to, we've lost some of these games like i i look past nobody Oh yeah, I, I, if you—that's where if you think this game, if you're in your mind like Nebraska's going to blow the doors off Northern Illinois, like I don't think that if they can take a snap and we can't take a snap, yeah, they're going to be you're in trouble. But so Rocky Lombardi, six-year quarterback, uh, defensive line—they returned three starters, two of which were all conference players. I don't care what any conference, like you're all conference, all MAC, like you're pretty yeah. good, okay? Yeah. Um, the and their entire starting offensive line is back from a year ago. Center, both guards, both tackles all of them back. So when you think about a football team, you're good in the D line, you're experienced in the O line and you got a experienced quarterback. That's a pretty good place to start where you're going, okay, could you go on the road and make something happen? Well, they did at Boston college. Probably so, one of the reasons why they did win it. Yeah, yes. So like, so you can hang in, maybe you can hang in there in the trenches. You got a quarterback that isn't necessarily going to pee his pants. So when you look at this game, Nebraska is favored by 11. The total, the over-under total is 43. So, so the games, they're thinking it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't know what you're seeing. I don't, it'll be interesting to see what happens at quarterback. My guess is Sims plays. Uh, I, I don't know. But to me, given everything we just said, given their experience at quarterback and experience in the lines, how, uh, how good they are on the D-line, and then Nebraska's issue on offense and at the quarterback spot, I think this game could be actually a little stressful. I'm bracing myself for a, oh, a stressful day. I do think Nebraska's defense is going to ultimately rule the day. I was listening to Northern Illinois' play-by-play -play voice in an interview with, uh, with, with Damon and Ravi Lula on, on her dat. Uh, they, Northern Illinois wants to run the ball. I think Nebraska is going to be able to stop their running game. Again, we said Huskers eighth ranked eighth rush defense in the in the nation. 
So I think it's a it's a it's a kind of an ugly game. I think Nebraska pulls away late. I'm going to say Nebraska wins 24 to 10, but I think it's it's pretty I like stressful. That. I like that. I think that's right. I think it's. Uh, I mean, do I see a scoring a lot of points? Like probably not. I, I see it as like a first half. Like we're just going to be. I, I think it will it will come, but I think it's going to be one of those qu- first quarters where. The fans are groaning. I was like audibly groaning. I I was just going to say, what, what do you think the, what's the vibe? Like Nebraska goes out, goes three and out on the first drive. It's North Dakota last year. North Dakota. We came out and the fans were just like, what, what is this? It it was one of the things where you kind of start going, you know, we won that game, but we lost that game for the coaching staff. Like for frost. He lost that. So, game. okay. So that's it. But so, so you're expecting that for rules first game. Cause I think I'm kind of with you, but it's like, wow, damn, it's already there. Oh, we're already in the murmur. Those, those two losses that we just phase. had, those two losses we just had were so bad and so embarrassing to our fan base. Yeah. That if we play like that, doesn't mean we won't win, but if we play like that for the start of that game, cause it's about how we start. If we start and we're looking good, fans will be happy. But if that first quarter is like that, you're going to hear the groans. I think the main source of groans are going to come from how Jeff Sims plays. Yes. I think if the defense struggles, I think people are not going to necessarily groan about it and all that. Uh, But if Jeff Sims goes out and struggles, the murmur, the murmurs, dare I say, the boo birds could come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is I, sad to say, but I think I'm with you. We've been around this thing enough in, in a while. You you actually were out there on the field playing. You I, know how this I, thing goes. I take I take note. every So every game, I go to most of them. Mm-hmm. And I get there for the tunnel walk. That's usually right. I, I try to get in right before the tunnel walk. You know, it's about yep. eight, nine minutes before the game starts. In like seven minutes and something it usually starts right and when our team is doing well playing good the tongue walk is loud it's amazing when when our fans are kind of going into the hole like like this season is a bust and this staff is like it's pretty it's pretty polite yeah but there's not a lot of kind of going through the motions. It's of, going through the motions. It's almost like I'm not going to invest in this because I don't know what I'm going to get today. And I can't, I can't allow another heartbreaking, you know, but then it's like, you know, we win a game or two and then it's back. And then, you know, right. it's like, or Oklahoma or Michigan come and they lose their mind. Like, yeah, it always happens. Like it goes through the ebbs and flows, but it was the first time the last couple of years where I saw like these moments where I was like, Ooh, the fans are being guarded. They're being guarded, and you can tell during the tunnel walk. So, uh, no, I'd be curious what that's, what that's like on, on Saturday night because you would have thought on paper heading in, boy, Matt Rule's first tunnel walk, when, though, when those gates open and yeah. he's leading them out, people are going to be pretty excited. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could see them being excited for that, but I'm with you. I think there could be a little more arms folded for how the game unfolds oh, they, than yeah, you think. I, I, it's my prediction. My prediction is they're going to be excited for a game. It's going to be a night game. The, they're going to have some yeah, drinks be, in their system. Yeah, they're so going to be turned be, up. It won't be super polite. It'll still be fun. The people, but it may not be. You know, uh, 
like I said, I'm more predicting it's going to be a little reserved in that first quarter. If you, if they make a bad turnover, the groans will be immediate. If they oh, yeah. do a bad turnover, it won't be, Oh, it's okay. We're a bad okay. turnover. It'll be, or- it'll be, I told you, yes. you got to pull him. Like those guys will be ready. Yeah. That's crazy. It's 10, just 10 beers in at a uh, six o'clock game. Oh, it's just crazy to think that this is where <laughs> things are already at. You can't lose like that. And we you, were we were so bad enough. You can't lose like that, and you can't have your quarterback perform like that. That's it. I because mean, just, the quarterback represents hope. Right. If he's good, you got a chance. If he plays like that, you don't have a chance. And so that's what's tricky about it is like Sims is still talented enough. You've seen with his legs, you go, ooh. But like he was starting, you're like you're starting to lose hope. Right, because of his play, and that's what he's got to. He's got to give a solid performance. I tell you what, yeah, I was gonna say it's a big if Sim starts, which I. Okay, let me ask you this: If Harburg starts, are people a little less apt to get their grown game right and their murmur game right? Murmur, murmur. What? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it matters as much. Okay. I don't think Harburg has. I don't know if he's got that kind of pull yet. I don't either. I just, I, it's satisfied. You know, when people want blood, fans want blood and they want. It's less bloody if it's a Nebraska kid. Or just they, they've, they've know. gotten their, their change that they wanted. Yeah. You they know? want you. Yeah. I, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the question is if Harburg plays cause Sims is not there, you know, and he does well. Then it could be Heine time. Then we could see some Heineken commercials. Hi, I'm Heinrich Harburg. Keep your hands, your hands off, my hands off my Heine. And while you're at it, drink a Heineken. <laughs> Heineken. Drink responsibly. Yeah. I think there you go. That's it. Okay. If if Heine plays and plays well, do we drink a Heineken on a pod? If Heine gets the win, we're drinking a Heineken in the next pod. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that sounds Absolutely. terrific right Absolutely. now. <laughs> that sounds terrific right now. Well, we kept it. I, hour and the 15, next wine pod will be a Heine, a Heine pod. I, I would be very, I'm not gonna lie, I'd be very excited to drink a Heine pod. A Heine pod. If he gets us the W. Now I, you know, now I kind of hope Heine gets in there and does this thing. Oh, I do too. This is gonna be I could great. go for a nice Heine. Heine. I'm a Heine. Are you you're kind of a Heine guy? I am, but get your hands off my Heine. Hey, 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 get your hands off my Heine. <laughs> okay, that's it. We'll stop talking about Heinies. We'll be back for the game recap pod. We'll see what happens. Game number three, Nebraska, Northern Illinois. We should probably go get some Heinies in anticipation of our Heine pod. Yeah, let's go. A Herd at Sports Network production. <laughs>